Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the CarCast. This one is a long-anticipated episode 83, which is no doubt, we knew this even before looking it up, the Alish Hemsky episode. Yes. John, there's some honorable mentions, but it's clearly... Hammer gets the, the nod for this one. Yes, some honorable mentions to, uh, I believe, Vern Fiddler from his time in Nashville. Very uh, brief uh, yes. end of Nashville, not the early years of Nashville. Yes, uh, very uh, longtime star Trevor Daly, who uh, wears 83 with Detroit still, I believe. Yes, and that's uh, kind of cool. Yes. A couple others out there in the league wearing it, but it's clearly yes. Alish Hemsky is number that we honor tonight. And, boy, you know, I don't think we thought we were going to be here. Nope. About two weeks ago. But Even the Stars are one game away from 500 just a couple days into the month of November. Two weeks ago? Um, four days ago. Yeah. On Tuesday. And Tuesday, yeah. with when there was five minutes left in the second period, that Minnesota went up 3 nothing. There was uh, real thoughts of, well, this could be it. <laughs> it's crazy. They're 5-1 and one in their last six games. They've won three in a row. And yet... Had they well, six lost... and one in their last seven? Sorry, excuse me, yeah. six and one in the last seven. Yeah, but but they have won five of their last yes, six. Yes, that's yes, not that's, that's not incorrect. Yes, yes. Um, but yes. in doing so, the stars uh, amazingly could have been at the point where somebody got fired if they lost that game to Minnesota. Yeah. on Tuesday night. That's yes. insane. Yes, how how precariously th- uh, dangerous their. Uh, if you want to call it a house of cards, it doesn't feel like that now, though, does it? No. It feels more like a solid foundation. They were teetering on it in Minnesota, against Minnesota, though. Yes, they were. And they are now in a spot where um, there's still obviously ground to make up. <laughs> there's, there's still ground to make up, but they're in a spot where they are back into the mix in a Western Conference that hasn't been very good. To start the season. Well, they haven't run away with things. Yes. Uh, and amazingly, the Stars are only a couple points out of the second wildcard spot. With yeah. One of their worst starts in franchise history. Yes. Here they are. So yes. that's a testament to two things. I don't think it's hyperbole to say the Stars have figured out what they and what this is the team that we all thought yes. they were going to be at the start of the year. Are they perfect? No. Are there things to work on? Of course. I mean, that's every team has that. But they're at a point now where it's not just well they had one or two good results. They actually outplayed Montreal, pretty good team, on the second night of a back-to-back where Montreal was waiting. Now, it was their third game in four days, which is nothing to sneeze about. But, Sean, this was really, really good performance considering the fact that they're the ones that flew from Denver back to Dallas and had to play an earlier start. On home ice. So this felt like a road game for Dallas from the players' perspective. I bet. That's what this felt like. And this was a game, too, where we've seen the makings of it the past couple games, but, like, I, we have enough of a sample size right now where you can say, um, and they've been, you could even call them a first, I mean, they've been outperforming the quote-unquote first line at 5-on-5, five five, but the Stars have a second line. Like, what, what's what been the biggest issue for the Stars team the past year and a half, and even 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 in the even in Hitch's year here? Where's the second line? Where's the second line that can, get, that can attack in waves? And they've got a second line that attacks in waves. Absolutely, and they had that at the end of last year with the emergence of Rope Hints and the introduction via trade of Matt Zuccarello. Mm-hmm. It went from a really top-heavy line to our team to having two. Now, Sean, they almost are closer to four. I mean, they have two. They have a second line 
clearly a scoring line, and I really like what Gurionov has done since he's gotten the confidence to play at this level and yeah. playing with his old AHL running buddy in Rope Hintz um, and Joe Pavelski. Really yeah. good second line. But now they have, of course, the reintroduction of Blake Como and the Fox Como Cogliano line, which showed instant chemistry again. Should we be surprised? I don't think so. I think the great thing about that Fox Como Cogliano line now is I think calling them a third line was a bit too rich. I think. You think? No, just no. Let me, let me, here, let me hear me out. I okay. think calling them a third line is a line that could contribute offensively and who your third offensive threat was a bit rich. No, they're the checking line. Yes, and Clearly. they're the checking line. And I think by having a they haven't done too much lately, but I think that line by, if you're looking at offensive ability and things like that, I think as teams, there's a lot of potential here for that Perry, um, Dickinson, Yanmark line yep. to get a lot of good matchups. Like, well, and even yeah, the yeah, Fox yeah, line, yes. right? So on home ice, you think, okay, well, they're going to get sent out against the other team's best line. They may not necessarily do that now because they have the Sagan and the Hits lines, which they can try to play around with that, but my point tonight is that Fox and Cogliano Como created some really good looks. No, they did. They, they did. could have had two goals, two, three goals tonight. They did. No, they played really well. And so I think that on in, in beneficial matchups like you're talking about with the uh, Dickinson line, yeah. that works as well for Fox's line because they can start to chip in with some goals because they won't necessarily have to face Sidney Crosby's line every night. Right? Yeah. And Blake Como... Um, he played his second game of the season and I came back after the... First uh, full game. First full game, yeah. <laughs> yeah, first full game. But came back after after having the knee injury uh, where he took the puck to the face and then his knee kind of crumbled under him uh, on the opening night. I thought he actually, give credit to him, I think he did a really good job of helping get Foxa and Cagliano going early on. Absolutely. Uh, I he thought was he was really good early. Yeah, he threw a hit on his first shift. And I, thought, I thought that was... It was the grouping you kind of saw... Um, where it was the combination of coaches' trust plus a chemistry between the line that really allowed that group to get going. This I agree. Is no, this is nothing against Justin Daly or Nick Kamado who have played on that fourth line, but they didn't really, neither Nick Kamado nor Justin Daly got Fox and Cogliano well, going. Well, and it, to be fair, they, that trio, tonight's trio, has had a lot of time to develop that and be good for a long yes. time. And yeah. so and you should play. You can you see it, and they should not be broken up unless you have to because of yes. other problems. Yes, and you should you should focus on that and keep that together. And good um, problem to have too. If if you had to, you know, Jason Dickinson plays a very physically punishing style. Yes. Or whether it's what he does or what happens to him <laughs> tonight. Once if again, you he have left to the game put in injury, Justin yeah. Dowling in between Yanmark and Perry. That's also yeah. a good thing. I mean, that's really good depth up in the forward yeah. lines. One of, one of, for me, one of the biggest things that's really been key with Denis Gurionov kind of taking off in the last four or five games now, um, it's put Matthias Yanmark back into a spot where I think expectations are realistic. Yes. I don't think Matthias Yanmark can be expected to be. Matthias Yanmark is not a top six player to me. He can't be in that. He can't be in that role. But he is a guy who can occasionally be elevated within a game. He's capable because of his his hockey intelligence mm-hmm. and his skating and smarts. He's very good that way. 
but you've said to me before, Sean, that it's his lack of finishing yeah. that does that keeps him from being a top six player. Yeah. And so I think he's in the right spot now with a fair yeah, expectation. So. And that's obviously Gurionov is a guy who can finish. He is a guy who we saw it. He had the two goals tonight. He was he was driving the net really well even before he drew the penalty shot. Yep. Um, it was. I mean, he had the penalty shot was his last of a ton of great chances in the second period. Yes. So it was nice. It's nice that he finally finished that one off because he had had four quality looks to score prior to that yep. and hadn't finished. And so you know you could almost see a guy start to get frustrated. Man, I get all these chances and one-on-ones and breakaways, and and, and I'm not putting in to get that. Just sort of punctuated a, yep. a phenomenal performance for him. By the way, Sean, not only is he doing it offensively, but he keeps drawing penalties. Yeah. I mean, what a contribution to a team that is starved for power play chances. Yeah. Before we completely, before we completely scoop ourselves on the whole, let, let's let's kind of go rapid recap. Real okay. Quick. Let's go. Um, so, Stars have first period, little bit. You could see a little bit of the they lost two hours coming back from Denver. I think you saw a little bit of that in yes. the first seven eight minutes of the game. Ben Bishop was very good in the first period to kind of smooth things over. He was someone who was challenged. He was basically challenged by Jim Montgomery after the first period on Tuesday when he pulled him and put an Anton Hudobin and they gave Hudobin the start on Friday. He basically kind of put the message out there that you need to be better, and Bishop was better. Um, he didn't mince his words, did Monty, because no. I thought he could have said, wow, the team wasn't great. Yeah, yeah. And he went after Bishop a little bit, and boy, did he respond. Yeah, so Bishop responded well early, and then... I, I made the point in my, my 2020 that I, I'd be hard-pressed to find the a more effective power play, a more efficient power play in franchise history. Ah. One second. One second and he scored. I thought it was two on the clock. It looked like two on clock, yeah. the clock, but then it was one second on the official score sheet. It must have been sheet. one point something, yeah. so they kept it at one. But it was, I mean, yeah, how do you, you I don't think you can score much of a faster goal. No, it was, and it was a play, too, where Jamie Ben was originally going to take the draw, got tossed. Tyler Sagan comes in. They didn't change the play. On they, the weak side. Yeah, on the weak side. They still were going to, they were still working to get the uh, one-timer or the quick shot to Radulov. Sagan wins it back to Radulov. Radulov puts it home. And uh, that was, that's obviously big. You see Radulov's confidence kind of just, not that he never lacked confidence, but you see him kind of getting the results and he's just it's, building on that. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing that happens with every player, even Tyler Sagan, if you have all these chances and it doesn't happen because you you trust the veterans who've done it before don't lose the confidence as much because they feel, hey, I know how to do it. I've done it before. But you go for a while, you start to even question yourself. Am I doing the right thing? Do I still have the ability to do it? And it also allows you, if you get those goals, to play more relaxed and free. And that's when you really see them play their best. Yeah, and they were... Well, they had some punishing shifts they in the did. game tonight. They, they, they were they were good. I know they, I know they didn't, they didn't score at five on five, but they were they were good. Oh, they had some body punches yeah. to this Montreal team, and there were some really sustained cycling shifts that really paid dividends. Yeah. Uh, I remember, especially in the second period, they were just all over Montreal and having them in, working the boards and cycling. And, that does pay off in the long run. Yeah, it carried momentum basically yes. from shift to shift. Second period, um, we have it's it's stars going to the second period with the lead, one nothing off the Radulov goal, yep. and it's uh, it's a situation where Denis Gurionov had been attacking the net all night. He had done a really good. He had done. He's been using his speed. He's got confidence in speed. He's, he's beating defenders around the edge. Um, he uh, the one thing I, I kind of liked that we saw tonight is he. I think there was becoming. 
little bit of the over-reliance on the backhand on the uh, on, on, on the rush. And not that it's a bad, it's obviously scored a beautiful goal with it a couple games ago, but I thought we started to see a couple throwing a little variety and he tried a little bit of the of the, the, the drag back Remember move. Remember to the angle of his attack because yes. he's been playing predominantly on his off wing on the right-hand side. So, of course, he's blazing down the right wing and then cutting in on his backhand either yeah. for short side or to go backhand back to forehand, yeah. right? Well, because of being put with Hintz and Pavelski and having Hintz center, mm-hmm. they had to put Gurionov on his left side yeah. because Pavelski's better as a center or a right wing. Correct. Right? Correct. So by doing so on his playing on his strong side, which is what you know, a lot of Russians like to play on the off wing for the one timer, the cut back to the middle on the yeah. forehand. But it actually I think that change in uh, positioning has also encouraged him, hey, now you can shoot on the forehand on that wing or you can drive on your forehand and maybe think about do you want to stuff it or go back. Yep. And so on all of his rushes he eventually uh, eventually Nice lead pass by Ropa Hintz. Gurionov yeah. um, gets in, draws the penalty shot. And one thing I really liked um, about... Here's something I really liked about the goal. Because um, we talked to Denny after the game. He said how he didn't. He was just kind of trying to regain his energy and didn't really have much of a plan. On the penalty going, shot. Yeah, on the penalty okay. shot. Yep. Trying to regain his energy. Didn't really have much of a plan going in for the shot. That's a goal scorer's goal. Yes. Like, that. That that is the big thing. Um for, and this is not to pick on any other player, but if you put, there's certain players who you put in a penalty shot situation where in their mind it's like, okay, I've got one go-to move. Right. I've got this or I've got that. This is the only way that's And if it section. doesn't work, I'm in trouble. If it doesn't work. He went in looking, he saw a hole, he picked his spot. That's a goal scorer's goal. And I think that he's willing, that that he's seeing those spots now, um, it's, he's just going to keep capitalizing. I think um, that's going to do a uh, load yeah. for his confidence. For as much as he's built up in these last three or four games, scoring on a penalty shot in front of hockey, on, on hockey night in Canada, in front of a sellout crowd, Montreal Canadiens, that that's going to do wonders for him. Yeah. Don't you think? I mean, I think just the penalty shot. I don't. I don't know if Denny cares about hockey night in Canada. Maybe less so than a North American yeah. player, but at the same time, you know his teammates are going to say, "Hey, hockey night in Canada, big audience against Montreal." I mean, scoring yeah. against Carey Price. That has hey, to mean something. Yeah, that's probably a bit more for it than uh, than the TV venue. I think. Um, the from there we go to the uh, two nothing. After that, we go to the third period, and the stars end up uh, scoring the power play again. It's they end up going two for two on the full power plays to start right. the game. They obviously they had a power play that was abbreviated. They didn't score on um, second. Full power play of the game. Yeah, what were they? Two for four tonight. Two for four. Yeah. Yep. So second full power. They had the one late. The late, late one. The full yeah. one late. Late one. Yeah. yeah. Full, uh, second full power play of the game. Um, Gurionov and Hints connect for. Uh, Pass by Hints was something, oh, wasn't that was, it? That was tremendous, and and, and Gurionov just finishes it. It's and that and from there that that was kind of the game was over. Game was over. It was really three nothing at that point. Yes. And, then, uh, it was three nothing. It was three nothing. Yeah, not it was, really. It, it, it was, was three yes. nothing. <laughs> it was three nothing. And with how Ben Bishop was playing, there really wasn't much of a doubt. Um, and what, what the Stars were doing defensively to kind of keep the chances to the outside too, there wasn't much of a doubt. And then uh, Miro Hishkinen scores from about 185 feet or so. It was basically, the goal line wasn't it extended? It was a little bit. Yeah, he was like in the corner. He was, just he was, a step he was in the, he was in the circle. Okay, so. that's a heck of a shot. Yeah, I actually, from my perspective, because we were down in that end behind the goal so I saw basically right along the line of the shot 
it went almost through Dennis Gurionov. So for just a split second, I thought he got a stick on it because there's a lot of people uh, that sit in the 200 level made the viewing angle a little bit trickier than, say, what I normally have in our press box location. Yep. I actually thought Denny got the hat trick there for just a second because the puck shot right through his legs. I had a pretty good vantage point yep. of it from where I was still up in the press box, so it wasn't... Uh, I, I, I knew that, but yes, Denny was right there. Yeah. Um, and then... I like that they had him out there because it was six on five. Yes. With five minutes to go. Montreal, you know, down three goals. Why wait? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like that Monty sent Gurionov because Gurionov is not the first guy that they tag to go out and kill off a six on five. Correct. So he's going for the, the hat trick. Appreciate that. And then, Sean, uh, stars are up four to nothing. And Arturi Lekkinen spoils the shutout on a really, really good one-timer. It's just disappointing because Bishop played so well, he really deserved the shutout tonight. Yeah, he played really well. I thought he deserved the shutout. He played. He responded well to the challenge from his coach. Very well. Stepped up. Um, it was... Uh, and one final thought on, yeah. the, on the game. Okay. On, on the, the, the rundown. I was disappointed they drew that fourth power play. Because what happened was is that they took away the six on five. That's true. And so I was really hoping for either a Gurionov hat trick on an empty net, because they, uh, after Lekin had scored, I think I know where you're going with the second part. Four to one, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's four to one. So they put, they pulled the goal, they pulled Price again. And I thought, okay, Dennis has got another chance to score his hat trick. What a, a bow on that one. Or maybe we'll get a Ben Bishop shot at the empty net. Because yes. he chose not to. Was it against Philadelphia? Against Philly, yeah. They're four to one up, and he elected not to take the shot. Well, Philly was the three. They were up 3-1. And they got an empty netter, yes. but it was, again, yeah. they had a two-goal lead, and he had a chance with the puck, and he didn't. So I thought, okay, up three at home against Montreal, go for it if he gets a chance. And then, of course, the power play, so they put Price back in. That was disappointing. Yeah, I, that, I was kind of was kind of hoping for the uh, Ben Bishop shot at the empty net. That's what I had been hoping for. It's gonna uh, happen one of these days. It's gotta. Nothing against the Dennis Garanov hat trick, which would have been great. Story no, too, but the but, Bishop would have been better. Yes. So, yeah. um, and then uh, you know what? There was a really good feeling in the room after this one. Like it was a good feeling. It should feel good like, after this a, one. It was a good feeling in the room after the game in Minnesota. It was. It was funny. Um, <laughs> Here's, here's an imagery that I put this in my post-game story. Um, so after the game, Denny is talking to us about his game. Radulov walks by, and Alexander Radulov walks by, nothing but a towel, and st- starts yelling at him in Russian and something that's, that Denny laughed at. And then Radulov, who's carrying his hockey stick at the time, steps over into the middle of the room where, where Nathan Pavelski, Joe Pavelski's son, is playing, is playing floor hockey in the middle of the locker room. And Radulov steps into the game of floor hockey. Jumps right in. Jumps right into the game. Does he throw a hit? I didn't see it. Well, because we were talking to Denny at <laughs> right. the time. But I know. So I'm having a hard time paying attention you to what You can tell Denny's... guys were feeling yeah. good about them. So I'm, having a hard, should. I'm having a hard time paying attention to what Denny's saying because, meanwhile, uh, in really the back... was going on in the floor hockey yeah. game. Because, yeah, Radzilov, Rads has jumped into the game. It's, it's Nathan and uh, one of his friends who was wearing a Jamie Benn jersey. And <laughs> Against a towel-clad Alexander Yes. Radzilov. Yes, it was uh, only in the car cast, folks. Only in the car cast. Well, I mean, this is in the twenty twenty tonight. Too, oh, you did put it in the twenty twenty. Oh, he's reusing his material. Yeah, but that's okay. I do that with the post game show. Yes, um, but it's the multi. I'm a multi platform, multi platform artist. So yeah, are, are we all? <laughs> yes, can't just specialize anymore. So, stars have this is a stars now get a day off tomorrow, much deserved after, yep. um, and then kind of go into a weird. Um, 
you think about how busy the schedule's been and everything like that. One game in the next week. Yeah, one game in the next week That's before Sunday. The like most insane thing. Because counting tomorrow, yeah. they will have seven days with one game. Yeah. They play Tuesday. So yeah. they're off tomorrow, practice Monday, game Tuesday, and yeah. then four days of practice before they play again. Yeah. That's I, crazy. And I would bet they don't practice Wednesday. You think so? I don't think. I think they'll give them a day? I think they'll practice. Scheduled right yeah, now. Yeah, like, yeah, scheduled right now, but I think they would practice Monday, play Tuesday, off day Wednesday, practice Thursday, Friday. Well, they're in Thursday they're at Farmer's Branch. Thursday at Farmer's Branch. So that's Branch. a, yeah, yeah. a promotion, so that's, promoted that's one, one. They're, they're gonna, definitely going to practice. Yes. Practice Thursday, Friday, and maybe even a practice, and then maybe. Scheduled Saturday. Even practice Saturday, because the Sunday game's at 1.00. Well, they're not going to have a morning skate. And then. so maybe yeah. you, maybe you have a, a short practice I think Saturday. they do. Yeah. yeah. So, it's on um, schedule. But so I, w- I would guess Wednesday's a day off after the game. If it wasn't for the Farmer's Branch one, I could even see the Stars giving two days off yeah. if they were going to go Thursday fr- or Friday, Saturday. Yeah. But I don't see that happening. But maybe they could do the Saturday off. Like, you could you could go with... I, I'm not yeah. saying I wouldn't I know, consider yeah, yeah, it, yeah. but if they're not going to have a morning skate, I think the coaches are not going to want to have selfishly... That. They should go off day Friday. I know. I would <laughs> love if they did that. If they, but but it, that also is a possibility. If you have practice Saturday, you might be able to skip that Friday. Maybe. maybe. I'm just saying. Yeah. I have some things uh, to do with Sevi uh, for broadcast related purposes on Thursday, so I won't be at the Farmers yeah. Branch skate. For all those of you that were dying for me to be at Farmers Branch, that's why people go to the skate. I mean, honestly, it's the only reason, right? That's the, only, that's the only reason. All right. Um, lightning round? Lightning round. Let's do it. I think, I, think we've, I think we've got quite a bit. So, uh, Well, you did send out the tweet this time. I forgot to retweet it because I started driving. I'm driving tonight. Uh, rare instance where because of this. Usually I drive to Sean's house. Yep. Sean drives for the rest. It's sort of the we both use our gas uh, kind of compromise thing. And also keep Sean from having to drive extra to my house, which is further away yes. from the rink. And so, mine's a slight detour. I can get here closer if I go straight. Yeah. And tonight, but, and, and tonight, my wife needed to use the car to. She was picking something up with to be the. Fair, Jeep. You do have two vehicles. So. But, well, but she was. Anyway. But this car is nicer than the Kia. So. <laughs> I'm not going to argue that at all. So. It's definitely better than the Soul. Let's see. We got the first uh, question came in from Alan about two hours ago. Um, well, this is a loaded question. I know it's early, but going into next season, how do you see our cap situation when we have to sign Rope and Denny to new contracts? What do you see? Who do you see being shown the door? That is a. It is a very good. Good problem. It's, yeah. a, it's a good. It's a good question, Alan, and it's something that's worth. That's definitely worth talking about. Um, I also don't think we'll be able to get to anyone else's questions if we... You talk the whole thing. Because I could talk the whole thing about what you might have to deal with well, and things the, like that. the thing is that the Stars are in a situation where, like, if Rope keeps playing the way he's playing, he could get paid handsomely. He's going yes. to get a good contract. The question is, do you give him a bridge deal or do you give yeah. him a, a long term to try to eat into some of those free agency years? Yeah. It'll be very interesting to see how the Stars decide to approach that now, Hits is in the top seven in scoring and goals. Yep. Coming into or going into tonight, he's tied for seventh. Yeah. And if he stays in the top ten in goals this year, it's only going to help his bottom line. Yeah. So, Alan, it's a really good Can question. Can you do it briefly or not? <sighs> if you can't, let's move on. Let's move on because there's too okay. many variables. Um, Alan, you can drop the question. I'll do. I'm doing a mailbag next week. Drop it into the mailbag question. What it really will do is it will help keep the stars from having to splash big money for a veteran in free agency 
to solve what they currently have within. And the other thing that will do that's it, big. The other thing it will do also, real quick, just to give Alan a little bit more of an answer, fair answer. What it's going to force too is it's going to force the stars to be smart about when they fill out their defense next year. Yes. When they fill out their backup goaltending. Ooh, oh boy, what do breaks. we got here? People going way too slow. How do we consider fast lane? How do we consider options for that third pairing defense? How do we consider that depth forward? That is where it's going to create some interesting decisions. And yes. um, for example, I went and watched Texas play Friday night. A guy like Joe Sacconi, if he's ready, could be a cheap option that allows you to not have to spend money right. on it. So that's, remember, though, it depends on how close you mean that's, by ready because you know, that's, they still have Taylor. We're, we're getting we're, we're, we're getting we're getting deeper than you we used to already. Yeah, you said we didn't have I, time. I, I told right. you we're getting deeper than okay. Right, that, that, was, on. that was just question one. We could do a whole yeah, show yeah, on that. Okay. Um, from uh, T Rex, I believe a somewhat frequent uh, commenter and questioner. Does it seem like this team has turned the corner after the awful start? Should we be optimistic? Yes. Yes. Now well, you can. I mean, yes. even up until like they got a good win. Low scoring affair against Colorado on the road. You felt good about it, but Colorado's missing two of their big weapons. Doesn't mean they well, they're on a good team, but tonight was a. I don't want to sound overly hyperbolic, but this was a statement win against a very good team. Yes, yes. Not necessarily a Stanley Cup contender, but when you have Carey Price and you score as many goals as they do, they are. No, they have to clean up their penalty kill because yes. that's been dreadful, yeah. and that's a real problem for them. But yes, no, the, you should, after winning six in, six of seven, you should start to feel like this team has really found itself and hope that they can roll with that. Yep. Uh, from Cheryl Eastwood, too, actually. Um, Hi, Cheryl. That's, by the way, that's Cody's mom. Yes. So uh, A frequent fan of ours. First question is, dang, how many minutes can Essa play in one game? Uh, the answer is unlimited. Tonight was the career high, actually, for him. Which is amazing, considering he played last night. What twenty eight? Yes. Oh boy, what do we got with this guy? That's the three lane. That's the cut. triple lane dive. Yeah, wow. That's just bad lane. That's just bad form. Bad driver. Bad give form. Him, give him some space. I like my car a lot more than I want to prove yeah. a point. So, uh, Essa, I, actually, I don't know. I, I, I believe career. We should we we should uh, say with the caveat, career high for a regular season game. Right. Um, I'm sure. Right. Like overtime he, game. Yeah. Game obviously, playoffs. playoffs were a little bit longer. Um, I think uh, obviously they don't want him playing thirty twenty eight every night no. thirty twenty, but that's kind of this position the stars are in right now with how much he kills penalties and how much the stars are missing uh, think, Sekera and Roman Polak. Do you think that, that when those two are back out there that it will ease as his time because he seems to really enjoy it? I, I think it will a little bit, but I think it will allow also. Uh, I just think there's more trust in those guys sure. in, in certain situations than, and I, I think Hanley and Fadoon have been have performed adequately. Sure, but they're they just trust. They're just trusted more than by the coaching staff, and that's how minutes are distributed. Of course. The, the second question, um, which I can answer real quick, was uh, she noticed. Uh, 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 Poland and and, Kling, and Klingberg chatting during warmups. Uh, they're both from Gothenburg. Who's the other one? Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce his name properly. Oh, Christian Foley. Foley, oh, yeah, Foley. Okay. Yeah, I was reading the wrong yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're Foley. Yeah, it might yeah, not yeah. be Foley. Yeah. Christian Foley. Yeah, yeah. They're both from Gothenburg. Yes. I, I believe they. Uh, He's sweet. So uh, Gallup Gus, who asked his question, then sent an amendment. Actually, real quick. Okay. So he says, he said, uh, he said, it's great to see the stars maintain their high energy on the back half of back to back. Also yes, great it is. to see the stars take advantage of the opponent's penalties. His car cast question was, what are your thoughts on eating mayo out of a jar like the Montreal fans from tonight? And then he responded with, he said, oh, man, I just read Sean's 2020, and I fell for it. 
yes, if you didn't already know, that was not a legit Montreal fan. That was a bit done by members of the Dallas Stars. Yes. Employees. Yes. And it was funny, but I recognized the yes. girl in that. And yes. she did a great job. And, and it wasn't mayo. No, I it couldn't have been, right? No, it was like yogurt. It was yogurt? Yeah. I just, thought it might be like whipped which, cream or something. Which yogurt is even worse for me, though. That's, oh, that's no, I disagree. Oh, yogurt. I, I would eat yogurt out of a jar. Or I don't even know I if just, yogurt comes in a jar. But I would eat spoonfuls of yogurt ten times out of ten before I eat a, play, uh, a plain scoop of mayonnaise. Yogurt is probably the one food I won't eat. You're telling me you would take a big heaping spoon full of mayonnaise and eat it with no bread or anything to go with it before you took a bite of yogurt? I would puke the yogurt out. Like, I cannot Oh my eat, goodness. Like, we learned something tonight, like, folks. <laughs> I disagree with Sean so much. Yeah. No plain mayo. Mayo, fine with as a condiment, but not straight out of the jar. Well, I, this is more Ugh. of, a, this is more of a, a, a knock on yogurt than it is on... For you. Yes. Okay. Um, well, there's certain yogurts that are yes. better than others, but come on. So from Andrea, plain mayo, straight mayo. Ugh. From Andrea, do you think there's a chance of Garyanov getting a permanent roster spot for the remainder of the season? He, he, already, he already has, has one. one. He already has one. The um, only reason they sent him down was to try to get him going. I mean, he was on the opening night roster. Yeah. Uh, and then the other question was also, if you haven't already addressed it, why was he awarded the penalty shot? Either she missed the reason, or they didn't announce it over the PA. Um, it was a slash. It Nick was, Suzuki was yeah. called for slashing. Yes. He got him, slashed him from behind. Yes. On the breakaway. From Ardell, uh, much chatter about how defense isn't the new NHL. Edmonton score and they're, and they're meh. Who says offense and defense are mutually exclusive terms? If Dallas can reach 15th to 16th in goals for, how good can they be? That's just it. That's just it. It's You have to be, you, you can't be, you have, well, we there has that, to be a balance. Sean, right? There about, has to be a balance. We said that about the power play. If When they were struggling, if and the Stars power play was what? Second worst behind only Ottawa? If the, and we've made this claim on our car cast. If they could have an average power play mm-hmm. with the way they defend and penalty kill and have great goaltending, they'd be at least 500. Yeah. If they could do that with all goal, goal scoring, obviously they – I mean, the elite defending and goaltending and you have an average offense, you're a good team. Yeah. Um, from Brian, how lucky are we to have the future pairing of Hintz and Garyanov looking great as Ben and Sagan have plateaued? Does this mean we shouldn't have to suffer through a rebuild for several years? Also, how will we be affected by the expansion draft? So, um, there is, the stars are in, the term window kind of, I don't like the term window because I think it gets, I think it gets, uh, it, it gets of, convoluted it, it gets convoluted because I think while the stars are in the latter stage of the Jamie Ben window, like they have several windows. Like there right? is like there, this like, is not yes, a one window yes. house. Like the, 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 the Finnish mafia window is like just opening. is just opening and like add Dennis to that. Yes. So um But your your point is interesting because the older guys, the guys that are yeah. now at or above age thirty See time is fleeting. Yes. The younger guys like Miro and uh, I mean Essa's not twenty, but Essa, uh, Rope Hints and, and Dennis Gurionov are just coming into their own. Yeah. So their window is now plus. Like they they're yeah. getting better. The, the, the biggest the biggest thing about a window. Well, just like the biggest yep. thing about a window, and it has nothing to do with anyone who's on the roster right now. It's all about goaltending. Like I just yes, like that's that's always. the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing. Whether the, whether a team gets stuck in a rebuild or not, it's whether the Stars can find that next goaltender after Ben Bishop. Yes, that, that's the biggest thing. And yes, um, on the expansion but, draft. But you know what? Before one yeah, more yeah, thought yeah, on yeah. that is, 
in a way to avoid a rebuild is to have overlapping windows. Yes. What means is is that the next wave is already coming into form. Well, the the you know veteran guys, the core, are still at their prime. Anaheim, Corey Perry and Ryan Getzlaff were the young up and coming players mm -hmm. when they won in two thousand seven, yep. and then took over the reins and were for the next ten years a contender. The 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 core. Yeah. The stars will, if they really want to be good for a sustained amount of time, need to try to win with the group they have now and have Miro, who I say take over. He's yeah, already taken over. He's already over. taken over. But Rope, Gurionov, maybe a Jason Robertson comes into yep. the mix. Uh, maybe it's Ty Delandria comes in and becomes the next group yep. or, you know, a couple of draft classes. And just to touch, expansion draft one is another one that's a really long, loaded question. But oh, the stars, the stars are actually just to put it real quickly. The stars aren't in a terrible spot for the expansion draft because Joe Pavelski didn't take the no move right, in this contract. About this. Um, Why not so, taking Zuccarello? Yes. So okay, next one um, from Crawdaddy. Gurionov is playing like a man possessed recently. Where would his potential ceiling be? Hmm. See, he's t really taking off. Literally because of his speed, mm -hmm. he realized tonight, and Sean, you could see, he yeah. recognized that he had the ability to blaze down the wing and turn the corner on Montreal's defense, that they yes. were having a hard time containing him. And so he did that, and they were playing. Give Pavelski a lot of credit. He and Rope Hintz both recognized that they could move pucks into space, and Dennis could chase him down. I used the terminology in my postgame tonight where, uh, where it's you've got Rope and Denny have gotten into the jet stream, and Pavelski's been the ideal air traffic controller. He makes so many good plays on the half wall. Yes. Neutral zone as well as in the D zone. And he gets pucks out. And then, look, he these guys are so fast. If he could just float it to center ice, sometimes they have a chance. Yeah. Uh, uh, but the ceiling on Denis Gurionov is, um, I think he is a complimentary top six player. Yes. I don't think he is the guy. Like, he, he was great tonight. Mm -hmm. He can do that a lot. I don't think he's the guy that goes and creates it all by himself all the time. He he can with his speed, but when you have him paired with with Rope Hens, the two of them together are way better and more more threatening. Well, I, I, if if you're looking at like it's like I don't know if he's a Tyler Sagan type goal scorer. No, it's a different. He's a different type of player. He's more of the player who is the uh, like if you're looking. Is he the Jake Gensel to Sidney Crosby? In a way, maybe that's that's possible. Could end up yeah, yeah. scoring thirty goals, but. It's still yeah. Sidney Crosby's foundation, right? Yeah, but I, I think I think Gurionov has a little bit more of that speed to create a little bit more individually than Gensel. Do you think he has the shooting that Gensel has, the ability to score around the net? I, that's probably that's why. Yeah, I mean, yeah exactly. Right? I think yeah, there's yeah, a yeah, yeah. I'm still not sure Rope Hints is a complete offensive weapon just yet. It's true. Can he become? No, that? He, he needs to. He be. scores more on the rush yeah. than he does in Him, in Ro the zone. Rope creating more as a passer. Is also big too. Yes, agreed. And like we saw and that, that tonight. tonight, that yeah. was a huge pass. Um, so, kind of just touch on this, but just to give Brock some Brock Oz, are we starting to see something special between Hints and Gurionov? Obviously, we just touched Let's on that. Let's give Sean some credit on this too, because if in case you're not a consistent listener of our car cast, Sean has brought this up in the past about their connection with the AHL, mm -hmm. with playing with Texas. That these two played very well together when you were down there too, yeah. watching that. You were just down there yesterday, yeah. yep. but obviously not seeing them yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. But in the past, you had really seen this face-to-face. -face. I was already in Dallas before these two came to, yeah. to the Texas Stars. 
Yeah, no, it was something. So pat yourself on the back, Sean. Good call. Yes. So from Hunter King. So the Finn and the Russian are pretty good at hockey. Best game of the year by a mile, right? Also, I know Owen is a Liverpool fan, so I just like to say big results for City today, and the comeback is on. Keep up the great work. Oh, (laughs) trolling from a City fan. Were you a City fan 15 years ago when they didn't have any money? And if, if that's the case, no, I'm just asking it subjectively. No problem that you're a City fan. Obviously, I'm not cheering for you. I used to like Manchester City as one of those extra teams until they got all the UAE money mm-hmm. because then they became the team. Look, they're really good, but they have an insane amount of capital in their team. Liverpool spends a lot of money too, so it's not like it's it's like Red Sox versus Yankees. It's not like I'm saying I'm Watford and you're <laughs> Manchester City. Yeah. All right. Next one. Um, how do you feel about Alexiak with Miro? Any chance that sticks for a bit, and does he get moved down once Polak is back? Um, I think so. I think you're going to see with healthy Sekera. Yeah. Probably with Miro, and you'll see Polak and and Alexiak together, but some back and forth. Also, also, I think we need to be careful because Roman Polak hasn't skated yet. Like I, I think it's just it's it's and people keep asking about when Roman Polak's going to be back and everything. Until I see him skate, I can't. I did see him. In the Stars locker room hallway, I saw him. I've seen him two after. days ago. But no, but the, to me, the point yeah. was, I hadn't seen him a lot. Yes, because you uh, you're downstairs after the game. I'm yeah. not. Yes, and he, they usually keep their injured players secluded a bit from the rest during practice days in yeah. Frisco. The fact that we saw him smiling and walking around, it's, it's just good because he's getting there. Yeah, all right, but um, it's not going to be Tuesday, so no, it's going to take all your right. time. From Stefan, not really a question, but just comment. But com- man, we always say ask questions yeah, and comments. Yeah. So man, okay. confidence is a strange thing. Not just the team as a whole. Not just the team as a whole looks so much better now than two weeks ago. But also, Dennis finally looks like the player everybody knew he could be after a tough start to the season. That's a fair point. Um, Can I respond to that comment? Yeah. Do you remember, Sean? Of course you do. When Rope, uh, Radek Foxa was considered a bust, first round pick. Oh man, what a terrible pick for the Stars. Yeah. He's never going to amount yeah. to anything. Now where is he? Yeah, he's 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 a been a uh, very good checking checking center. I don't know what center was. That was an interesting one. Yeah. yeah. Um, from LJ, would you agree that our defense looks better with Hanley in and Sakara out? No, but again, Hanley's playing a very specific style up here, and he's done it well. Credit to him. Yeah. But I think Andre Sakara is capable of a much more at the NHL level. And so it's kind of like John Klingberg. Occasionally he's going to have a giveaway that you don't like. But he also is going to make plays that I'm not sure Hanley is going to try at this level. For me, the biggest thing, it doesn't matter. So for me, it doesn't matter what what you or I think about their play. The biggest matter is the trust factor from Rick Bonus. And the Stars are a better team because Rick Bonus trusts Andre Sekera to play on the penalty kill when he doesn't trust Joel Hanley to play. And that is the most important thing because while Esselindel yes, is playing, is yep. while Esselindel can enjoys it and enjoys playing 30 minutes a night. It, does, it would be better for him in the long run. It, it's, in the better, right? it's better in the long run to have another player the right. coach actually trusts. So that it doesn't matter. For me, it doesn't matter what you or I think no. about it. It, it, it. More, it's they, they need another defenseman that the coach actually trusts. Because right now, they're begrudgingly playing Klingberg on the penalty kill. Like yeah, he actually got some time that, tonight. Like, they don't. Yeah. They would like to not yes, have to do that. Yes. So um, Also, funny thought, uh, an anecdote, if you will. We, because of the Montreal broadcasts, having both French and English language broadcast teams, were a little tight for broadcast booth space and places where you can plug in your equipment. So we moved our our radio position down to the 200 level. 
and it was fun. It was something different. We were right outside where the Stars TV uh, pre and post and intermission stuff do the host, Brian and Seve, uh, right by the Platinum Club. Yeah. And it was fun. And there was a, a fan, really nice guy in front of me wearing a Darian Hatcher jersey. Mm-hmm. And he, of course, yelled at Klingberg all game long. <laughs> and I think it's funny because uh, somebody pointed out to me tonight, uh, actually it was our buddy Expo, Kevin Fox, said, boy, you know, people used to yell at Hatcher constantly when he played for the Dallas Stars until Ed Belfour arrived and then everybody yelled at Belfour. I think it's funny with perspective that sometimes a player makes a mistake that's visible. We've said this a hundred times. The guy has the puck all the time and makes plays, makes you go, mm-hmm. oh, look at that giveaway. What a bad player. When really nine times out of ten he does the right thing and makes your team better. Yeah, um, That's my, my anecdote. From uh, We've got uh, from KSTX, the question is, are either of you going to Popeye's tomorrow? The chicken sandwich is back. Is it? I'll believe it when I see it. I haven't had one yet. Yeah. I'll probably try one eventually just because, you know, we're all following we get, the lemmings in front of us. I don't, I'm not big on buying chicken because I get chicken in the press box all the time. Like, really? You're not going to try the at some point? Maybe I mean, on the road. It's such a popular thing. Maybe on the road. Um, from Billy Reynolds. The, uh, the answer is no, I will not go tomorrow to Popeye's. <laughs> at some point I would like to try, but I'm not going to line up... Uh, it'll it'll be at some point. I, mean, I don't like to eat a lot of fast food, period. But I will try it when when the fervor has died down. Yep. Uh, from Billy Reynolds, a uh, question over two tweets. I don't understand why the switch to a more aggressive forecheck is being is kind of being ignored. For they are finally playing the right way angle. Of course, they are pressuring the other team more. They aren't cheating towards the defensive side like they were before. Why isn't it being given more credit? It was a really good decision by the coaching staff and seems to fit with more strengths of the players we have on the roster. And it's been way more entertaining than the first few weeks of the season. I think whether it's been... Fans are missing something here. Whether what, what, Go ahead. I, I think it actually has been given credit. Um, I think we have given it credit. I think it's been something where when I when I did the film room for the Minnesota thing, I talked about how the Stars' forecheck was better. Jim Montgomery talked about how the forecheck's been better. I think it's whether it's been eloquently put, and maybe that's the biggest issue, but it has been a slight... It hasn't been a change to the system. That's the, my point. The system hasn't yes. changed, but it was a slight alteration within the system. Here's my thing. And we've defended the coaching staff during that one and seven start yep. and said, look, this is on the players more than it's on the coaches. This is not some ma- and, and do credit to the coaches for oh, yeah, like, like, this is not a magic switch that they found and went, oh my God, this is the answer. Mm-hmm. This is on the players. Jim Montgomery has not just suddenly said, you know what, what I've tried for a year and a half hasn't worked. You know, we didn't get to the, within game seven, half a puck of going to the third round. And now we're going to do something different. This is on the players executing what he's always wanted, which is an aggressive, in-your-face, puck-pressure-style game. They they simply weren't executing in the first eight games. Now, are there tweaks? Sure. The coaches are changing stuff constantly because they're very much of the belief of if you do one thing over and over and it doesn't work, we're not just going to keep doing that. But this is not suddenly, hey, now we're forechecking with two. We weren't doing that before. No. There's energy. There's focus, intensity in the game, passion, which wasn't there in the first two and a half, three weeks of the season. And so credit more to the players for raising their game than saying that suddenly the system has changed. Yeah, and, and there's there's definitely credit for the coaches for because for whatever it is, whether it was 
Todd, whether it's Todd Nelson moving up to the press box for two like, periods, for two periods, and, and and he's still doing that now. For or it, the coaching staff has made alterations and deserves credit for helping get everyone on the same page. Right, but this isn't. So, I mean, I I think it's a misnomer for fans to believe that suddenly Montgomery has abandoned his philosophy and style for something new and different. Yeah. That's simply not true. He even admitted the other day where there are some alterations within the system, but it is still it's still the overall it's same still this, thought and that's, process. That's the part that I have a hard time hearing when people say, "Oh, we got rid of Monty Hockey." That's not what happened here. Yeah. He want he doesn't want them to play a two-one game. What he wants them is to play a sound defensive game and attack as a group of five. Mm-hmm. And the team was not doing that. Yes. Now they are. From uh, Pat, from Patrick, uh, Dennis Gurionov? Question mark. Yes. <laughs> uh, Gurionov, what? It was just Dennis Gurionov. No, no, I know. I'm asking Patrick. Uh, what? Yes. Um, from Phil, why are we getting so many more odd man rushes now? Um, two, <laughs> two reasons: speed, speed, and there's more connectivity with being again yes. attacking with a group yep. of five, being connected between the defense and the forwards, uh, the forecheck. I mean, you're having the turnovers. Like, for example, tonight, Cogliano had a great steal, made a great pass to Como. He's one-on-one. That happens because they're connected on their in their system. Yes. And, th- look, this is, we said this before. This is the team that we expected to see at the start of the year. We're finally seeing that over a prolonged period of time, which we didn't see for eight or nine games, yeah. and probably more than that. From uh, Chris, uh, who's a first-time, uh, first, long-time listener, first-time asker. Thank you, Chris. First time asking anything. Do you think with how this team has responded lately that the slow start was just a rough patch to start the year, and this is what the Stars were supposed to be? I think this is what the coaching staff and the players expected yes. the Stars to be. It's I think, what I expected. Yeah, this is what um, I don't think, like if you look at tonight's game, I think there are still, um, I still need to see more crispness overall out of John Klingberg. I still need to see Tyler Sagan. More offense from Sagan? Yes. Sagan, to me, seems a little bit like he's missing chances that Tyler Sagan normally doesn't Here's miss. Here's the other thing. Sagan did get hit in the back of the knee last night in Denver. Yeah. And he played sick on Tuesday against Minnesota. Yeah. Still he, scored in that game. Oh. I, I bet you he's not 100% today. Yeah, but... But, but in the long run, you're right. For whatever, he's gone through a, a, a drought, a for, patch. For whatever the reason being, I'd like to... So Klingberg and Sagan are still... And not to sound overly optimistic and jumping on the bandwagon too quickly, but that's what's scary good about this team is that Mm -hmm. if you're getting this kind of success and you still haven't seen the goals from Ben, Sagan, Klingberg, Pavelski, there's a lot more. I mean, Corey Perry, there's more to come. Well, and we'll see what Perry actually is over the long, the course of the season. I really but like what Perry's been doing, even if he is a quote-unquote third-line guy. I, I just don't know if he's going to be that goal scorer. Um, but, hey, on the power play, and, you know, the other thing, Sean, is that what he did last night in Colorado, where he got under the skin of Philip Grubauer, mm-hmm. and here's the thing. I know he drove people nuts as an Anaheim Duck, and you hated him. But he was our agitator in that game and took a penalty where he also drew a penalty so he didn't hurt the team in his agitation. I, I know it's only one game of that, where, but I thought that was a really big distinction. Some agitators hurt your team by taking the penalty and putting them down a man, and I thought that was really important. That's true. Um, from Jacob Pullen, what do, when does Ben Sagan and Klingberg's team become Hintz-Gurionov and Heishkinen's team? Um, I don't really know. So 
it's an interesting question because I'm not sure whether that's a marketing question or a leadership question. It's a leadership question. Okay, if it's a leadership question, um, if it's, it, that doesn't happen anytime soon because it's not it's not that Hintz and Heishkinen and Gurionov don't want to become leaders, but it's not that Ben... It's not their team yet. Yeah, it's not... They're not taking over that role and... Well, here's the thing, Sean. Part of it is earned mm-hmm. from success in the league. Yes. And give it time, whether it's this year, next year, when you start talking about, and if it continues, you start talking about Miro Haskin and yeah. for Norris Trophy, and, uh, you know, right now, Rope Hintz is probably the star's nomination for the All-Star game. Probably. You get a couple of those in, and suddenly that elevates their stature, and it carries even more weight within the locker room. Not saying that they're going to force the other guys out, but it will happen over time. Yeah. Um, let's see. From Ryan, from Ryan, will either the fresh hints of Finn Hare or the beatbox Gurion, or the beatbox Guranov score thirty goals this year? Maybe even forty. Dare I ask fifty? I think hints over Gurionov. Yeah, a better chance yeah. for thirty. I, I he th- could even get to forty. I think. I, I, I think. I think. I think hints can be. Ex- not, it's it's crazy to say, it, but I think hints should be expected to hit thirty now. Well, he has nine. In 16 games. Yes. Like, I think that's, So that's less than a quarter of the season. So if you had nine times four people, that's over 30. That's 36, by the way. Yeah, he should if he's, if he's able to maintain. Now, look, there's going to be a dip at some point from every player, right? Mm-hmm. But the, the fact that Sean brought this up earlier, the one-two punch, if you have to worry about Ben Sagan and Radulov and your best matchup is against them, then Rope Hints gets a better, a more favorable matchup with Gurionov and Pavelski, whoever he's playing with. Mm-hmm. That makes all the difference. Because then you say, oh, we got to stop Rope Hints. Now you're getting a favorable matchup for Ben Sagan Rod. That's how you make yourself a more dangerous team. Yes. Um, Zoe asked a question we kind of touched on before. Please tell me the Habs fan eating mayonnaise was fake. Yes, yes it was. Um, it's still really funny. Yeah. So, Stars Potter asks, and I can touch on this real quick, who is officially in charge of the power play now, and what's Todd Nelson's role? So, so Todd Nelson still has input on the power play. I think yep. that's that's important to clarify. Todd Nelson still has input on the power play, but essentially it's a spot where Jim Montgomery is now the deliverer of the message and the person responsible for the in-game tweaks of it Meaning on the fly. Meaning he's mostly running the meeting on power play. Exactly. And and Todd Nelson, and I think it's actually, it's something that, whether it was Todd Nelson or someone, I think it was something the, the Stars needed, in my view, and it was something that was lacking from the coaching staff last year, in my view, and was lacking this year. They needed a consistent voice for the eye in the sky role yes. of someone that actually was focused on the overall game. And this is not a this is not to pick at Jeff Reese's ability. Monty actually mentioned this yes. the other day at yeah. practice. Yeah, but Jeff Reese is a goalie coach whose main priority is how are my goalies doing? First thing and, in how he's watching the game. Exactly. And so him handling the eye in the sky duties this year and the road game duties last year, um you didn't really have that person who was handling all the other players all the time. So I think it was important to get someone in that role and um, to kind of have a consistent voice. And um, so Todd Nelson spends the first two periods up in the press box, watching from above, is on the bench in the third period. Yep. And um, and look, if you don't think that yeah. John Stevens has input on the power play, you'd be dead wrong or you're not thinking. Stevens is definitely having his thoughts on it. Nels, Todd Nelson, of course, is still going to have input. Jim Montgomery, I'm okay with this. It's called They're calling for accountability from the guys on the power play. And it needs it, and they got two goals tonight, so yep. good for them. 
Uh, we got two more. Um, Ooh, long night tonight. What happens to all the hat trick hats that get thrown on the ice asking for a friend? John I, actually has done a report on this. So, yeah, as I, as I reported the other night, basically what happens is the stars collect them, they wash them, and they donate them to various charities. Um, Some buildings, and it's different, and yes. The Athletic has done an article yep. about this where they... <laughs> They pulled basically all the right. It was yeah. was it all the writers found out their own building or um, I don't no, know how that was put together. I think it was, some buildings yeah. actually allow you to go down and claim your hat after the game, yeah. and, which I think is great. Others give it to the player. Others give it to the player, or others have like displays. Um, for example, in right. in Washington, there is a. Uh, it's kind of a cool thing. They've got a spot where every hat trick that's in the building they put all the hats in a display case which is fun and like they have a spot they have a spot couple open for like the next hat trick and stuff like that so it's a uh, fun that's kind of cool um from last one from dallas nelson does essa play in so many minutes each night give you any concern for injury or him wearing down over the season um mildly mildly i do think that i, I do think that top level defensemen are supposed to play big minutes yeah, I mean, look at a guy like Ryan Suter who led the league in minutes over and over again. The one concern is that Essa plays a very physical style, right? Not quite the punishing Roman Pollock style, but he's not the he's he plays different than, for example, Miro does, right? Yes. Or Klingberg does, and so because of blocking a ton of shots, but he, he, it's part of his nature. Yes, I think in the long run, Sean, this is like having Ben Bishop. You want him to play a lot, but not too much. You want to keep him fresh. So, yes, and we've talked about this before. Polak, Sekera, adding those pieces back in will allow for an ease back just a little bit. Yes, it'll be another piece in place that the coaches trust to be able to monitor Lindell's minutes a little bit. One final thought. I do believe that you'd rather him not play eight and a half minutes on the PK, which means you have to stay out of the penalty box. Yes. Too many, yeah. too many penalties. Too many penalties. Too many penalties. Um, that, that's it for our questions. That's a lot of questions. That's a lot of questions. Um, you got anything else? Yeah, it's time to go. Yeah. Right? Great night tonight. Uh, really cool that Dirk was uh, yes. there to drop the puck. Uh, what is it? Within the week of him getting Nowitzki way, which looks great downtown now. I think it's awesome. I don't think anyone's crying tears for Olive Street. I, I have one quip. Okay. Like, they should have named it something along the lines of, like, Nowitzki Fadeaway or something like that. Like, Nowitzki Court. It's not a bad one either. Like, I just, like, I thought, like, Nowitz, or Nowitzki Drive even. Like It's another one. Like, Basketball like, connotation. Like, I just, I thought, I thought the one that they went with, it just wasn't enough of a... Part of uh, the problem is, is that Nowitzki is long. Yes. And so you only have so many letters on the sign. So way is short, three letters. But you could have done drive. I know, you could have done road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I like drive better. Yeah. And I'm with you on that. Way is okay. But yeah. not bad. Yeah, not bad. I mean, again, look, it's awesome that he got a street named yeah. after him. That's yeah. number one. But it could have been court or dr- drive would have been a cool one. Yeah. Well, that's all I've got. Um... I uh, actually real quick. It was interesting where because Monty you asked Monty about it after the game where Monty played in Germany for a bit. And was, yep. That's what he kind of talked to Dirk a little bit about. Yeah, so was coy about not, very coy. Was coy about he would not tell me who Dirk thought the most difficult players he played against were. So um, yeah, he guess, he said you can ask Dirk. He's here. Well, I wasn't there at that moment, but yes. Yeah, so. Um, We'll be back Tuesday, and that's probably Tuesday is the last one for home one two for weeks. a little while. Yeah, we won't have a car cast for about two weeks unless, for some reason, we decide to get in a car on a, and you decide, hey, I'm going to go with you to the ticket for a road game when you're not traveling because there are a couple of games you're not going to. Yeah, but I'll be in Western Canada for most of them, though. 
So, so I doubt you're going to make that choice. So exactly. last car cast for about 14 days. Something like that, yep. And then a ton around Thanksgiving. Yep. Everyone, uh, have a wonderful... Uh, As Monty oh. said, enjoy your NFL or maybe steaks on the barbecue <laughs> on your Sunday <laughs> day off. Just like the players. <laughs>